To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. It's been reported police call-outs to just five Rotorua motels jumped by 967% between 2016 and 2021. Fiz- figures obtained by staff show 46 call-outs for the whole of 2016. In 2021, that number had skyrocketed to 491. It's also been reported the initial request for the figures was turned down by the Ministry in 2022. And... After an investigation, the Ombudsman has ruled that there was no ground to refuse this request. Rotorua MP Todd McClay this week held a public meeting to discuss the local crime issues. He is with me now. Thanks for being with me, Todd. Good morning. Good morning, Francesca. Hey, what did you make of these figures? It's such a big increase in call-outs, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's quite shocking for two reasons. One, that uh, the police, and and I think actually the government will be behind this, have been hiding this information, uh, uh, not releasing it. And the second is actually the number of victims that will be behind all of these crimes, both those wider and you know, public in Rotorua, but some of the people who will be victimised in the motels themselves, almost a thousand percent increase. It's just a shocking figure. Do you think that these figures would come as a surprise to Rotorua locals? No, they won't at all. I mean, part of the reason that Ben Bathgate from Stuff was on to this story was the significant escalation of reports of this sort of thing. You know, there was a period of time we would see a lot of cars outside uh, the motels that were being used for uh, homelessness by the government in Rotorua, and we did see an escalation of all sorts of crimes around the CBD. And so, no, local people won't be surprised, but we'll, what will surprise them is some of the reasons given for withholding it. And I, I noticed in the story that um, when other information was released, the police had said the data paints a very unattractive picture of these motels and that MSD, uh, the government is using so many others there that it wouldn't be right to put it out there. And, and, you know, that's actually wrong. We should just be releasing the information, see where the problem is so that we can do something about it. So it is concerning the length that had to be taken to make this data public. Yeah, so what else is not being released? Mm-hmm. Look, this isn't, the, this isn't the police. The policemen and women in Rotorua work really, really hard. They're doing everything they can to get on top of this. But, you know, we've got a situation where we now know through um, questions in Parliament uh, that the health minister has been stopping the health ministry releasing information about wait times in A&E. The education minister has been stopping their department um, releasing information about you know schools and qualifications and so on, and now the police as well. This points, in my mind, towards the government not wanting bad information to come out because it doesn't look good, and actually for the citizens of Rotorua and elsewhere, it's just not good enough. You held a meeting this week regarding the crime in Rotorua. How are the locals feeling? Look, um, from the business community, but it's more than that. We had about 100 people come along, like mm. from, from smaller businesses, but just members of the public. And people are quite worried. They know what's going on. You know, on the surface of it, Rotorua is still a very safe place. It's a great place to live. And there's, you know, a, a amazing, exceptional people there. But actually, uh, the police are not getting the support they need from the government, and people are feeling embattled. There was one man in his small business said he's been, he's been attacked or robbed six times over the last year or so. And he said he moved to New Zealand many years ago uh, to raise his family. He doesn't want his kids to grow up here anymore. And that's just, you know, it's actually sad when you consider six years ago, New Zealand was a safe place. 
Todd, how long has this issue been going on for? How long have we been using these motels for emergency housing? So they started a little bit before the first lockdown, but after the first uh, COVID lockdown, that big significant one, the government sort of turned the tap on. And and really we've seen from cabinet papers that Rotorua was a trial or an experiment to see if there was a way to deal with with homelessness. And we know that um, there's a couple of thousand people in more than 30 motels at one stage coming from all over the country. Local people saying, you know, that that the government is using Rotorua as a dumping ground for the country's homelessness problem. Of course, as a result of that, the the, the care and attention that was needed for people who in many cases were quite vulnerable themselves Mm. in these motels wasn't put in place and so you know you started to see more deprivation you started to see kids not going to school you started to see crime petty and otherwise increasing as a result so so what has changed since then has has anything been done to fix the the problem so, so two things. A, turner has been, a corner has been turned. We, we held a, a very large public meeting a couple of years ago to draw attention to it. And it was more the residents in the area who I, I gave an opportunity to, to come in and speak up about the effect it was having upon them. The government finally last year said they would stop sending people there and we would try to slow it down a little bit um, and use fewer motels. The problem is uh, some of the motels the government have contracted directly they don't call them motels anymore. They now call them uh, transitional housing, but the issue is still there. And so, look, Rotorua is feeling better uh, about it because the government stopped sending people from all around the country and dumping them in Rotorua, but we still have people there. There are still challenges. And actually, what the public meeting said the other day is, you know, these people now, if Rotorua is their home, uh, you know, they have rights and obligations. We do want to care for them. But our police force in Rotorua needs support from the government to be able to do their job, to stay cleaning the town up and there was a very clear message Rotorua didn't used to be like this uh, and uh, you know we need to give police permission to clean our town up Okay so that's what I was going to ask you I'm sure that the police are feeling pretty helpless and frustrated with the situation so what do they need? Is it more people on the ground? Is it is it what what do you think would make a difference to the police? it's a constant. It's two things. It's a, yes, more police would make a difference without doubt, um, because as the population's grown and particularly the type of people the government's moved into Rotorua, you know, their workload has increased. But the second thing they're saying is there has to be a consequence. So there's examples of you know there was a group of young people, three or four of them, that broke into three dairies one night. And the police caught them, arrested them. They were released the next day. They went back and did it again. So there's a feeling amongst many that actually doesn't matter what the police do. If the government has a policy where for serious violent crimes, uh, which went up by almost 100% over the last six years in Rotorua, if all that's happened is you put, get put back in the community, then actually if there's no consequence at all, people will keep committing crimes. Here's another example through the newspapers. There was a woman who was involved with gangs who uh, was involved in a serious gang beating over drug money. She was given 12 months home detention in a Rotorua motel paid for by the taxpayer. That sounds like a holiday, doesn't sound like a consequence. So police need the, you know, need the support, they need the government to back them up. And the message we gave uh, in the public meeting the other day is that actually a national government will give police permission to clean the town up, will support them, because Rotorua is a great place to live. We just actually got to get on top of some of the challenges we've got at the moment. I mean, we have some amazing examples of what could be done for homelessness in, in Auckland with Home Ground and in Tauranga with Tuianga. You know, why aren't there more substantial plans being put into place to help our most vulnerable? 
Yeah, look, that's a really, really good point. And, and I think what's happened is the government probably is one surprised by how quickly the problem grew in Rotorua. And I hear from other MPs a little bit embarrassed, you know. If you take a couple of thousand people and dump them in one place, then of course you're going to get worse outcomes. If anything, you, you make the situation worse. Um, there are some really good local providers and, and, and non-government agencies in Rotorua doing an exceptional job, but they too find it hard, not, not from a lack of money. The government's chucking more than enough money at this problem. Some would say too much. But, you know, the processes are hard, they're bureaucratic, they get bogged down, and they're not focused on the outcomes. The other issue I think we've got is the government, to its kind of has been running around grabbing any bit of land that it can from the private sector, paying huge amounts for that land, much more than the land's worth, saying we're the solution to the problem and we will build all the houses. Of course, that happens very, very slowly. And then they dump people in these houses and they become very bad landlords as well. And so, you know, uh, what we need to do, I think, from Rota is look at some of the examples in other parts of the country that are working well and have a government that wants to bring those to our town. We want to make sure these people are cared for. We want the kids to be in school and have a better future. But at the moment, the outcomes are not going in that direction. Todd McClay, thanks so much for your time this morning. Very much appreciate it. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.